This is State House News. This podcast is a production of the Center for Community Solutions and features content from the Hannah News Capital Monitor. For a complete version of State House News, as well as other programs and publications, please visit communitysolutions.com. Thank you for joining us. Today is Thursday, April 16th, 2015. This is State House News, Issue 14. After weeks of studying the sweeping proposals from Governor John Kasich in his executive budget for fiscal years 16 and 17, House Republicans unveiled their version of House Bill 64 Tuesday that largely strips out the proposed changes and increases on the sales, severance, tobacco, and cat taxes, and dedicates more money to school districts so that fewer will lose funds in the next biennium. The House proposal will give 6.3% across-the-board income tax cuts beginning in tax year 2015, worth $1.2 billion over the biennium, which will lower the top tax rate to 4.997%. The substitute bill will also make the 75% small business tax deduction that was adopted by the 130th General Assembly permanent. House Speaker Cliff Rosenberger told reporters at an afternoon news conference that he believes in the direction Kasich is trying to take the state long-term, but said he wanted to give businesses tax certainty and get everyone on the same page as they move along the path that Kasich has laid out in his executive budget. To that end, the substitute bill includes the creation of the 2020 Tax Policy Study Commission, which will examine the state's policies in comparison to other states. Rosenberger said it will include members of the House and Senate, as well as the Tax Commissioner and Budget Director, to look at tax policies and make recommendations. Among the items that will be studied by the Commission will be an increase in the severance tax, something Kasich has pushed for but which has been resisted by lawmakers and the oil and gas industry, who have argued for a much lower tax than proposed by the governor. Rosenberger said they are also continuing the footprint of Kasich's school funding plan while putting another $179 million into the foundation formula to ensure no district receives less in foundation formula funding in fiscal year 16-17 than it did in fiscal year 15. The Republicans continued to take the approach that the Medicaid expansion has already happened, and now it is just a matter of implementing cost-saving measures so the program does not become unsustainable in the future. They said because there is just one line item, it would be difficult to pull out the expansion. The substitute budget implements cost transparency measures and returns Medicaid eligibility determinations to the General Assembly, a move that Representative Robert Sprague said is intended to avoid shenanigans in the future that led to the expansion of Medicaid in the state. He agreed that it is paired with limitations on controlling board authority to increase appropriations by 10% or $10 million, whichever is less. The subbill also addresses many of the concerns raised by individuals with disabilities and their families with a variety of budget changes. Among them, the House version creates a committee to study state developmental center closings. 
Rosenberger, and other House Republicans said that because the committee will be doing its work as the state begins to process the closing of the facilities in Dayton and Youngstown, there is a chance its findings could save the facilities from being closed. It would also remove the executive proposal changes to independent providers, which Representative Ryan Smith, the chairman of the House Finance Committee, said needed more work. Smith said they want to make sure providers can continue to take care of Ohioans that need help. The subbill also calls for the implementation of an agreement between the administration and providers to provide stability to immediate care facilities and their residents while providing more options for residents. In other health provisions, the budget mandates all counties create a local Healthier Buckeye Council, which Sprague explained will be given responsibility for the expanded case management efforts originally proposed by the governor. These councils will assist individuals to move off public assistance programs as part of a push for person-centered case management. The sub-budget bill also creates a health savings account program and asks the director of Medicaid to seek a waiver from the federal government, which Smith said would help with price transparency to help people understanding the cost differences for procedures at different health facilities. It will also give individuals skin in the game when getting health services. Other Medicaid changes include mandating a report of the clinical care and outcomes of the expansion population, Group 8, to be delivered to the General Assembly by January 1, 2017, for the next General Assembly to use for budget deliberations. There is also $84 million earmarked for quality measures at nursing homes. The Joint Medicaid Oversight Committee, or JMOC, is charged with finding redundancies within the health provisions of the budget as well. Sub-House Bill 64 expands the Drug Addiction Treatment Program to an additional 15 counties and provides an additional $4.5 million per year for that purpose, and it expands specialized drug courts. One area not addressed in the sub-bill, but which is continued to be studied, Sprague said, are those provisions related to health coverage for pregnant women. The lawmakers suggested they will also be looking to implement work requirements for people on Medicaid and other state aid programs, including SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or food stamps. They said they want to make sure that able-bodied adults can get back into the workforce. Even as the House GOP excised the governor's proposed approach to comprehensive person-centered case management in an effort to move individuals off public aid and into jobs from the proposed fiscal year's 16-17 budget, the work group formed in the 130th General Assembly House Bill 483, which had been charged with coming up with recommendations upon which those budget programs were to be based, released those recommendations on Wednesday, April 15th, with little fanfare. The report itself, running a total of 158 pages, focuses on six priority areas identified by the work group to reduce reliance on public assistance. 
Those priorities were identified following a review of Ohio's current systems serving public assistance recipients, surveys of county job and family service agency directors and stakeholders, focus groups, and research into what other states are doing in this regard over the last four months through the course of six meetings. The work group cautions in its introductory letter that people do not leap out of poverty. Instead, with the proper assistance, support, and sometimes push, people can take incremental steps out of a life reliant on public assistance toward a life of work, personal responsibility, and productivity. The summary and full report can be found online. Some happenings from the week of April 13, 2015. The Ohio Republican Party's State Central and Executive Committees Friday gave its blessing to a ballot issue that would change the way General Assembly districts are drawn and endorsed U.S. Senator Rob Portman, Republican from Ohio, for re-election nearly a year and a half before the election. The endorsement of what will likely be State Issue 1 on the November ballot was unanimous, but the endorsement for Portman, who has angered some conservatives with his support of gay marriage, was not. Treasurer Josh Mandel said Tuesday he has commitments from a handful of local elected leaders to add their public spending to Ohio's online checkbook website and hopes to launch the capability for any willing local jurisdiction to participate by July. And the Ohio Department of Rehabilitation and Correction, or DRC, spent over $180 million on inmate health care in fiscal year 14, including a $10 million increase over fiscal year 11 for civil service staff according to a new report from the Correctional Institution Inspection Committee, CIIC. The total number was down by more than 17.5%, roughly $40 million, since the last full fiscal year of the Strickland administration. However, when medical expenditures in Ohio's prison system hit a seven-year peak, DRC healthcare spending in 2014 represented a 4% decline in one year alone, compared with 2013. The decrease is also registered in the average number of medical employees per inmate, which saw a nine-year drop from 65 workers per inmate in fiscal year 6 to 47 workers per inmate in fiscal year 14. And some notable quotes from around Capitol Square. Yes. Representative Ron Umstutz, perhaps having second thoughts before voting for himself to serve as an Ohio Constitutional Modernization Commission co-chair during an OCMC legislative member meeting Thursday morning. Umstutz was elected to the position unanimously. We don't want a thousand-page constitution that gives everyone their little fiefdom. 
Chairman Dennis Mulvihill of the Ohio Constitutional Modernization Commission's OCMC, Constitutional Revisions and Updating Committee, commenting on citizen-initiated ballot initiatives for casinos, marijuana interests, and similar constitutional monopolies. What? Do you have a zoo? We have laws against having a zoo. Governor John Kasich speaking with nine-year-old Lancaster resident Laura Turek about her pets during a press conference on funding for children's hospital research. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Statehouse News presented by the Center for Community Solutions. For a complete version of Statehouse News, as well as other programs and publications, please visit communitysolutions.com.